This is Jason Matters from Rebel K Sports, and welcome to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. It is ep season two, episode nine, and we got a lot of show to get to. And I do mean a lot of show to get to because we had a whole lot of things to get to. In fact, because of the things that we had to get to, we're actually splitting this particular episode up into four segments. And one of those segments has to deal with Goldberg and what happened on the Saudi card super showdown that happened in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And we also are going to discuss the all-new Fire Pro Wrestling World Thursdays, which had split hours from 7 to 8, 8 to 9, and then we were off until 10, and then we came back until 11 o'clock. But it was a big premiere day, regardless of what everybody, uh, uh, regardless of what happened. There were some delays in that particular show, but hopefully next week, we won't have that many delays. Of course, we have to do this early because it was done on, this is done on Friday, the recording is done on Friday. And so we had to do this quickly because we got a lot of things to do and to announce. But first off, I wanna start with Monday Night Raw. We're gonna go through MLW. We're gonna go through Impact. We're going through through NWA, even though they took a while back. We're going to do on AEW Dynamite NXT, the ratings for the three shows. And then in the second segment, we're going to talk about Goldberg and the loss of the Fiend and why everybody gets this wrong. Then in the next segment, the third segment, we're going to talk about Friday night. That's Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays, episode 20, year two, which is the go-hold show for the pay-per-view that's coming up on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. Then we'll do SmackDown results, but a lot of it will be story-based results, actually, because we're sending up for the Elimination Chamber that will take place in Philadelphia, PA, on, the, on March I believe and then we're going to go and talk about the ratings that happened for Smackdown and then after that we have a little bit of the storyline that we showcased to you on Thursday we have the secret story behind the storyline that you have never been told so I'm just going to give you the data on what has been going on what it why is related to two of the wrestlers there. And then we're going to tell you what's going to happen next week. Announcements concerning next week 
and other news as it becomes available. But the big news I want to mention has to deal with what recently took place with the coronavirus. New Japan Pro Wrestling has canceled a majority of their March shows as the Japanese government has told the Japanese school system to basically close down until, until April. That means no child is going to go to school and this is when they do their testing. And so it is a gigantic, gigantic change. And it is going to affect how a lot of working mothers in, in, the, in Japan are going to have to deal with all these children, especially the young children who can't go to school. And it, 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 it is going to be in an extremely challenging time. So that reason, the reason why there is such a humongous problem over in South Korea with the cult that is going on there and the whole lot of it, that is why they had decided to delay um, doing wrestling shows for both stardom Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, DDT, and many others. Plus, there were other cancellations and movements from and New All Japan and and Noah Stardom and NPW. Most of them, most of the shows will be canceled, and it is a disaster for everyone involved. They cannot determine or keep everyone safe. Now, you got to understand Japanese culture with schooling and a lot of Asian, this is high church. For the Japanese government to say school is closed for the rest of the month, for all of March, and you won't come back until April, is a devastating indictment on how bad this coronavirus is. And so it has affected the Japanese um wrestling business in a way and it has affected um future matches that are coming up for us so after revolution management is going to give the schedule for all of these matches and we uh, for the upcoming matches for fire pro wrestling world thursday fire pro wrestling world fridays and a whole lot more up until the next major uh event which will be the g1 supercar that will be around uh, March 29th, we will have that announcement for all those shows. Since now we're doing eight show, eight matches, eight, 10, 11 matches between two days. Now the management does and all the people that are going to be on there. We will have all those announcements there. Just to also remind you on the upcoming matches that are also coming on revolution and the March 8th matches. The March eight, the March seven matches. Excuse me, the March seven matches are also are scheduled to be five matches, and we have scheduled them for Saturday, that of next week. Uh, time is scheduled for at least eight o'clock, so it will go into our normal time into a night time frame. It will be five matches only, maybe six, but they haven't made a decision on the sets. But it will be those matches to be showcased on that particular day. That will be the last time any of the stardom or the TPGW, that's 
Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling's wrestlers will be able to be available for either Fire Pro Wrestling on Thursdays or Fridays or any other super cards in that particular sense. They have also said that when they make the decision to come back up, that not only that there will be a tournament for the Wonder of Stardom title, there will be a tournament. There will be a league. The second year league for the women's division will also be on on that same particular day. And since there are more women that have come into the, the, the uh, into that particular situation now, you're going to see them also on that particular marquee. That's on that side. So those are the announcements for those particular wrestlers. Most of them will not be available until the Japanese and other places give the all clear, not only for international travel, but a lot of it as well. There are updates on it all over the news. Please go and make sure you get the right information about this virus. I want to say this off the cuff, off kayfabe. Please, please, you're doing traveling and all the rest of this. Please make sure to wash your hands. Keep your hands away from your face. Make sure you wash your hands, wet the hands first, and then use the soap and water 20 to 30 seconds, wash it off. If you got gloves, use them for this time being. That's leather gloves the whole nine yards. You never know what you're touching. This virus is serious. For them to cancel Japanese schools during testing, it is extremely serious. This is a thing that you really need to take seriously. And even the WWE is making sure that coronavirus don't affect them because it's here and there's at least 70 people infected with the coronavirus and other places like San Francisco and others, they're not looking too good as well. And they're calling national emergencies in that particular sense. I'm sorry we had to do that 10 minutes um, thing, but it is very important that we had to do that um, news information for you concerning the coronavirus and the scheduling that has been changed because of this. Now, let us get to Monday Night Raw. Here's the recap for Monday Night Raw. Angel Garza defeated Humberto Carlito. Ricochet defeated Luke Gallows. Aleister Black defeated Eric Rowan. Bobby Lashley defeated R-Truth. Seth Rollins defeated Montez Ford. Angelo Dawkins defeated Buddy Murphy. Uh, then there was a chaos of Rose during the Women's Chamber match. McIntyre had a great interview showcasing his great journey. And then Kevin Owens and Randy Orton ends in controversy. And that's pretty much it. That was the fight between those two folks. So that pretty much was for Raw. 
Um, let's go to the a a a NXT results, and then we go to Impact results. Dominic Dekovic versus Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes defeated Dominic Dekovic by a pinfall. Zia Lee defeats Mia Yim by pinfall in the next match. Austin Deary versus Tomaso Clampa. Tomaso Clampa defeated Austin Deary via pinfall. Bronson Reed versus Killian Dane. Killian Day defeated Bronson Reed by pinfall with the Vader Bomb. Forgotten Zons versus Grizzle Young Veterans. Grizzle Young Veterans defeated Forgotten Sons. Then in an extremely close match, but a different match, all the rest, Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. Ooh, boy. I thought this match was going to get longer. But you can see the difference between Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair from, say, a Naomi versus a Carla, uh, uh, um, Mella, Carmella. Carmella gets gassed in her match, gets gassed, and has to play def and has to fight defensively. I mean, she's at weight, but it's the thing is, her problem is is that she doesn't have endurance. You can see the difference between Belair and Flair. They could go all day, and it's not a joke. And Belair was fantastic in this, but Flair, just like her father the dirtiest female player in the game wins by pinfall by spear that was the main event and then flair gets a chair out of match Rhea ripley started to come out as a threat and that ended nxt let's go to impact daga defeated rvd be a count out. Now, a lot of people might think that RVD is now, he's gone, degenerating, all these rest of these things. Look, let's talk about RVD for one second here. RVD, got alive. Have you watched him since 94 like I have? Have you loved a, a wrestler like him like I have? You know why he's angry? Because of Kenny Omega. And I'm not here to diss Kenny Omega. But Kenny Omega stole his limelight. His move sets. Everybody did come up and now give him seven stars. RVD was doing many times more and better. Flying all over the ring. In bear houses. Come on now. Are you serious? Are you really serious? So he's 54 years old. He's Half a second slow. He can't enjoy his life. His body been battered. He made one mistake when at the top of his career, he regrets it. He moved on. He learned from it. Now, everybody said Katie Forbes can't do this and whatnot. Did you see Katie Forbes? I know Katie Forbes ain't what everybody looks in a woman. But for God's sakes, Maybe she could actually do some damage. I mean, she's at the same size as uh, Tara Valkyrie. Come on now. If given a chance, she could do some amazing things. You don't give these females no damn chance for no damn nobody. It's a shame. RVD Jericho 
are the two best heels in this country right now. Come on, please. He's doing the real heel stuff. Oh, come on. RVD at this point is a fantastic character, just like Jericho's a fantastic character. Just doing heelish shit for comedy, make everybody laugh and realize that they didn't know how to write these guys good when they were in WWE or they can't write them the way they were supposed to write them. So Impact and AEW with these older guys are doing well. And I'll explain that when we get to the whole Goldberg situation. Rod will hit Rod, you defeated Zachary Wentz, not got championship, Gordon, Jordan Grace to retain against Miranda Alaze. Chris Bay is coming soon, which they took from AEW. Eddie Edwards defeated Michael Elgin in the best of in the match four of the best of five series. X Division Championship, Jessa Blanchard defeated Ace Austin via disqualification. So that ended impact for that week. Let's go to AEW Dynamite ones. It was Kenny Omega versus Pack in this 30-minute match. And look, I'm not here to diss Kenny Omega. Not at all. After you see this match with Pac, you got to realize something. He is trying to help the people in the business. He's really trying to help them. He's really trying to put everyone over. You didn't have to go to Japan and all the rest of this. He's a comedy wrestler, this, that, and the other thing. But this guy, I'm telling you, when he wants to go, he can go. And the fear in my heart is it will reach a day that he will face and he will face Cody Rhodes. And they're going to have to... And this is the thing. You don't understand that... Kenny Omega was part of the group... That was with Batista. That was with John Cena. That was with Randy Orton. And that was with also Cody Rhodes. He was part of the same group of men. He was part of the same group of people. And here's the interesting part. That generation that came out of OVW have become the most successful generation of wrestlers. Oh, and Brock Lesnar too. So they all know each other. Those, those generation of pro wrestlers became the most successful generation of pro wrestlers in decades. In decades. We're going through a similar thing now, both on the female side and the male side, but more in the NJW side with the male side and more within the female side with the WWE Performance Center. But let's continue here. Fantastic match between Pac and Kenny Omega. Omega won in overtime. 35-minute match. Even though they went to break and all the rest of those days. Then, Inner Circle. Versus Jurassic Express. The Jurassic Express win by pinfall from the Sap around from Jungle Boy Jack Perry on Sammy Guevara. All in, back body drops Gravel into his teammates. The baby faces stand tall. We get ready for a underrated match that will be coming soon. Best friends, Tuck Taylor and Trent versus Butcher and the Blade, Adam Adams and Pepper Parks. Best friends, 
Win by pinfall over Stroh with Strong Zero on Pepper Parks. Tony Chavone does characters now. Look, folks, I I'm going to make this serious with this. Tony Chavone was part of some of the un most unbelievable storylines, and it was so sudden. Him and Mark Madden, they're, they're heroes to me. Mark Madden, look, they need to bring back Mark Madden. Because it's him, Mark Manning, they, you can't beat these folks. Mark Manning come back at the end, they go and do the Philadelphia one. Mark Manning come there, we go there. Mark Manning got to be there. All the old boys got to be there. Don't say WCW didn't do good stuff when they wanted to do good stuff. Him and Mark Manning and, and Tanae and all the rest of them, if they all came back, I ain't going to be mad. I ain't going to be mad because, look, Tony Javon is doing things in his late career that he couldn't have been able to do when Cornette and all the rest of them were there back in the NWA days of the past. Big Swole, Errol Monroe, Harika Shida, Sheena, and Yuki Yukiasaki. We had an anime moment, folks. JR was asking, what is this thing about? It's an anime thing, Sam. God love Xavier. Now, Xavier is not uh, uh, Excalibur. Excuse me. I'm sorry, folks. Excalibur. God love Excalibur. Who would have thought that this guy with just a luchador mask, with a lucha mask, would actually put Toonami on the mat? My brother! This is why he's like second place next to... Ronaldo, uh, uh, Matao Ronaldo on NXT. Even though NXT, even though morale is better than Excalibur by a country mile, they're both better all over by a country mile than, say, Michael Cole. And Michael Cole's their lead WWE play-by-play -play guy. It's, it's absolutely astounding to me. And I'm not the best play-by-play -play guy by any stretch of the imagination. That's Joey Styles. Those those guys, they used to do that back in the day. Come on now. Please. Hikaru Shida stays undefeated and wins by pinfall on a running knee by Big Swell by Ariel Monroe. We had a commercial and a fantastic segment promoting the tag team matches. They brought out ROH. Come on now, it's the meta storyline that I've been telling you about for the last several weeks. The meta storyline is coming. The meta storyline is coming. We come back from commercial and there's a skill in the ring and Michael uh, Gary Michael Capetta is introduced. Shenanigans abound. What a fantastic segment to end the show. That was it for AEW. Dynamite. Let's see here. Let's go to MLW Fusion Recap. Moonshine Mantel versus Logan Reed. Logan Creed wins by pinfall. Eric Stevens versus Douglas James. Eric Stevens wins by pinfall. King Moe versus Dr. Dats. Much bigger guy. And he wins by submission, King Moe. Tom Lawler versus Ross Von Eric. Ross Von Eric wins by disqualification. So that ends that particular one. And then we go to NWA Power. 
Ricky Starks, Zicky Dice versus Matt Cross. Zicky Dice win by pinfall. This is a non-title match. Question mark versus Trevor Murdoch. Murdoch wins by pinfall. Thunder Rosa versus Molina for the NWA Championship. And then Ronda Rosa wins by countout. What? Did she won by countout? Here's the reason why. They're trying to convince Rosa to lay down for her. Rosa refuses, but Molina gets up to her face. Rosa shows her off and tells her to bring it on. She angrily rolls out of the ring and heads toward the building. Elsit, fans boo, and she gets herself counted out. Molina just got herself counted out. That's what happened. That's what happened, folks. <laughs> Melina shelf rests at Rosa as she exits. She calls Melina off and tells her to get in the ring. K Roscoe with a forearm to beat her down. Camilla comes out of nowhere and then spears K. Rosa watches down and stands down with Camille. Fans shout for Rosa. She leaves the ring smiling. So Camille is now fighting in this one? I thought she didn't, she wasn't going to fight. We have seen Camille before, and she has fought in the indie circuits, and she's pretty good. Interesting to note that there isn't a lot of major day, but let's put it in, 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 in simple terms now. The NWA women's division, mostly supported by Thunder Rosa, who is GPW's main that's Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling main title holder is outdoing AEW's one, and it's pretty close to WWE's side. That's fan. That's fascinating, and it's pretty much because of Allison K, also known as Sienna. Anyway, from there, she's pretty much the talisman of that division, which is not surprising to me. Look at the matches they have; they were fantastic for for what they could do. Fantastic. I'm not going to lie to you. They were fantastic. So, before we get to the ratings, there is a rumor out there that Beth Phoenix might be in a future uh, match for the tag team titles. Tyson Fury might be returning to the brand soon with the championship boxing titles. And you know that there has been a rumor, and I don't deal with rumors, but there is a possible boxing WWE deal that's going to come up with the whole ESPN thing, massive changes in the boxing world that will be coming soon that will also affect the WWE. Um, they were doing ratings there. Uh, Tiger Hattori, who recently retired, talks about Hulk Hogan and others as well. And Under Armour Japan has also partnered with NJW and releases a brand new t-shirt. So let's go to Super Showdown. Super Showdown took place in Riyadh, South Saudi Arabia. And it was in the Muhammad Adu Arena. First match was the kickoff show, which was the LC defeated the Viking Raiders. The two-wild trophy gauntlet match had The Undertaker defeated AJ Styles by Chokeslam. I mean, yeah, Chokeslam. And then the total tag team match championship for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. John Morrison and The Miz, after 11 years, has defeated a new day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. 
Raw Championship, Tag Team Championship. They defeated the Street Profits, Seth Rollins and Murphy. Angel Garza defeated Humberto Calito. Mansoor defeated Zoff Ziggler, and he got a very huge prop. In the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar defeated Ricochet in a squash. SmackDown Women's Championship, Bayley defeated Naomi. WWE Universal Championship, Goldberg defeated Bray Wyatt to win the WWE Universal Championship. We will get to that in the next segment. Next segment, we'll talk about that particular one. One more thing before we go. We had a premiere. It was on our guys' channel. It was the first episode of season one of Fire Pro Wrestling World Friday or uh, Thursday. That aired on 7 o'clock on our guys' channel. You can see it on our guys' channel live uh, every Thursday at 7 to 8 o'clock Eastern Standard and 4 to 5 p.m. Western. The first match was two tag team matches, first two matches. It was Levon Eriks defeating Yoshihashi and Kinerodo Shibata in 17 minutes, 10 seconds with the Iron Call hold. Keith Lee and Velveteen Dream defeated Reno Scum in 15 minutes, 3 seconds with the purple rainmaker that the um, dream put on Lust of the Legend. Dark Black Man Ronnie Otsaway defeated Yoshibiru Kanemaru in 28 minutes, 9 seconds with the pinfall from the shooting star press. And Argentis gave Ronin everything he handled for, but... Ronan was able to defeat Argentis in 17 minutes, 43 seconds, with the sleeper hold to win the match, and they all move on into the next round. Let's get to the ratings here. We start with the updated ratings for the month for the cable originals. Dada Entertainment had Twos all across the board didn't get above a 2-3, one of their lowest ratings this year, but they were 1-2-3 in the original broadcast for Monday, February 24, 2020. They had a 2-2-7-8 in the first hour, 2-2-4-6 in the second, 2-1-0-6 in the next one. The third hour increased, but the other two went down they overall got a 2-2-3 two, two, uh, overall. 2 million 3,000 on that one. Let's go to the Wednesday Cable original. AEW was in ninth place. They had an 8-6-5, which was down from their 8-9-3 from last week. They kept their audience on all particular sides there. And they just defeated a, uh, NXT in all categories. That's female division, and you guessed it, folks. There was no Nala Rose that one. It was Sheeta, um, uh, Sheeta, Big Swole, Shayna, and Yuki Zaki, which makes Yuki Zaki a star. And they did better in the 13 range. 
uh, which was the name. Here's the sad. This is the sad story. Bianca Belair was the main event. And they got a 0.6. 0.06. Which means it's going to take a lot longer for Bianca Belair. A lot longer. It, it, I'm stunned. The, the ratings show it. They She's great. She's a great wrestler, but the ratings show, show it. She got a 0.06 compared to AEW's, which was a, a 0.13. And they actually had a 0.21 on the female side for 18 to 49. So it's a dramatic difference. So it skewed older with the females. And of course, all of the fem the other females as well got there as well. 0.40 there. NXT was a 0.33, a 0.29 compared to their 0.34 for all elite. And guess what? They won the old. 0.36 to a 0.34. They won by two percentage points. And guess what NXT had? With Charlotte Flair as the main event. 717,000. With Charlotte Flair in the marquee match. Both were went down but AEW went down only slightly. This one went down 50,000. They lost 50,000. 50,000. That is not good. The other one lost 40,000. But 50,000. When Flair is on the marquee. Holy crap. Holy crap indeed. Anyway, folks. That's it for all the results for now. In the third segment, we will talk about the results concerning concerning uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays, Year 2, Episode 20, Friday Night SmackDown, the Friday Night SmackDown ratings, and a whole lot more. But coming up next, we're going to talk about Goldberg. We're going to talk about money making, and we're going to talk about a whole lot more coming up next on the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Rebel Kate Sports, and you're listening to Jason Matters. We'll be back right after this. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel Kate Sports will return right after these matches. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel Cage Sports. You want to talk about Goldberg? Okay, let's talk about Goldberg. <laughs> let's talk about Goldberg. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters. Let's talk about Goldberg. 53 years old. Folks, don't cry. Stop crying. We're selling. The WWE is selling WrestleMania and the main four pay-per-views to a streaming platform for pay-per-views for $60.
Make that clear in your heads. Please make it clear in your heads. Once you realize it, and you have to understand it, that's why John Cena has come back. That's why Brett Phoenix has come back. That's why all of them have come back. There is a reason why, and the reason is simple. They need to sell WrestleMania to a big player in the streaming wars for the pay-per-view announcement. That's why they sell all these pay-per-views ready. That's why it's coming. Now, nobody can like it. Everybody can play games and say this that is wrong and all the rest of it. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What matters simple is this. Bill Goldberg is a bigger star than The Fiend now. Right now. A lot of people are angry about it. A lot of people are angry about it. But you've got to understand. Bill Goldberg at 53 years old is a bigger star than The Fiend. And The Fiend, as much as people have loved The Firehouse, The Fireplace Firehouse, and the whole lot of it, and how hard Bray Wyatt has worked on this particular character and how hard that he has done it twice in his career to see this happen the way it happened made a lot of people's hearts fall because they want this you don't want to turn a heel that's supposed to be a mystical heel into a baby face. And I understand their concerns. But this is a 53-year-old guy in absolutely great shape. Not in wrestling condition shape, mind you, but in great shape. He comes in a few times a year. And he wrestles the best he can, but the limited moveset that he has is not work rate, it's not magical, all the rest of these things, but he gets the job done and he won the title over the fiend. They did the best they could with what they have because he is trying to sell the rights of the pay-per-views, if not all the pay-per-views before the pay-per-views to become the marquee parts of what will be a brand new deal to take them into the next generation. They are going to put the title on Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns is a face they cannot afford to lose. Roman Reigns is going to be on top. He can talk when he's allowed to, and they're going to give him the way to talk. It's moment by moment, second by second. But who am I going to sell? 
The man that defeated Roman, the man that defeats Goldberg. The man that finally defeats Goldberg outside of Triple H will be Roman Reigns. The man that defeats Goldberg outside of Triple H in the WWE, Roman Reigns. That is the biggest feather in that man's cat. And the man that will take them into the next generation to Simone's era for both the women's division and to Dominic's era in the WWE. Because they're coming too. That doesn't mean you're uh, uh, um, it's stable. They're just, oh, we're chopped liver and all the rest of these things. No. It's a new era and they have to expand and they decided it's expand or die. That's why they're doing the things in Japan and that's why they're doing the things over here. But the reaction from a lot of fans is disappointing. Very disappointing. Phil Goldberg is a star. That's the end of the story. Phil Goldberg is to help Vince McMahon sell the rights for WrestleMania to the prop to the new platform partners. That is what the goal is in the next several months. That's what the goal is. They've already put ahead new stars, but they're disappointed in the way the match went about. We're not about work weights and all of that. To a casual, they're angry too. Some of the casuals are angry too. Some of the wrestlers are angry too. But they had the book the way they had the book because they got to sell WrestleMania and the other three wrestling pay-per-views, the main wrestling pay-per-view to these platforms. I'm sorry to tell them this. I understand their anger, but their anger is misplaced. Don't blame Goldberg. Don't blame The Fiend. The Fiend is going to be fine. He is going to stay around. He is going to possibly face John Cena. All of this is to sell WrestleMania to these platform partners. I'm not always about work rate. The match is the last part of the whole thing of the storyline. You got to put everything together. That's what people forget about Japan. You must put everything together. The storyline comes out to you. Even though it's a sporting way of doing things and they do things, he'll face all the rest of these things. You have to watch and look at the storyline that they put out. And guess what? The storyline makes sense. It takes years for the story to develop, but the years come through, and that's how the storyline develops. I don't understand a lot of you folks. I really don't. A lot of you folks have placated yourselves on a lot of things. And one of the reasons why we don't have the type of wrestlers that we should have is simple. Sometimes the fans are your own worst enemies. 
And I really do mean that. You are your own worst enemies. And sometimes the fans don't get that WWE in certain times are super casual. Very, very casual. And Bill Goldberg is a recognizable name from their past. And Bill Goldberg can still sell tickets. Brock Lesnar can still sell tickets. John Cena can still sell tickets. Roman Reigns can sell tickets when he wants to. You got to understand these days. These are business decisions. And he won in the way that he won. To show that it is going to be a tough road to hoe to beat Bill Goldberg at 54 years old. Brock Lesnar, yes, again, tough to beat this guy at 50, 50 years old. And it's tougher now at 53. He can't run the way he used to. He can't do the things that he weighed the used to. But... This is the situation that we have at hand. And you got to understand it for the way it is. And it's not that I haven't changed. I I have changed. That's not the issue. There's a lot of things that WWE does wrong. Too many things, in fact, that would have fallen bigger companies. That isn't the issue. The issue comes back to a Point and a premise that people need to understand and get through their heads. And one of those points and one of those realities is this company is here to make money hand over fist and to expand everywhere. One of the reasons why they are creating NXT Japan is because they know Anakamura is coming, whether they like it or they don't. She's here. They're in a little bit of delay because of coronavirus, but once coronavirus has passed through and everybody's well and dandy, And they can be safe. And enough prevention is enough cure. Anna Kumura is going to be going on a rocket ship towards worldwide startup. And they know it. And everybody knows it. And NXT Japan is there to hinder it. And what people don't understand and don't realize is there are more than enough wrestlers in different divisions to create an NXT Japan. They don't realize it yet. That's because a lot of these smart marks and a lot of these marks don't understand and don't get the intricacies behind what they have talked to. Hase and Inoki again after... Vince Man said that he wasn't going to talk to Anoki again. They don't know the intricacies of these particular plans. They want Okada. They want 
a Hanukkah more. They want all of them here. And that's why Stardom had the bu- Stardom was bought by Bushy Road. That is why all these things are taking place. Hopefully it is not a humongous disaster that is coming soon, but we all have to prepare. Everybody has to prepare. If no one's prepared, who else is going to be prepared? I don't know what to tell y'all. I really don't know what to tell y'all. Matter of fact, whether y'all like it or you don't, there are points to be made on all fronts about Goldberg and about a lot of these things, but it's also a generational thing. Bill Goldberg, John Cena, and a lot of these other wrestlers who got fame and fortune outside of pro wrestling is well known by a lot of these kids and well known by a lot of the other uh, uh, casuals that they came from wrestling and all the rest of it. The wrestling was piss poor, but the storylines were better. One of the reasons we have to talk about NXT in a way is because NXT is bringing in the fans that wanted, that stood with the WWE and wanted more wrestling, the wrestling that NST has. Even the people at F4W Online, Figure 4 Online, say it as much that NXT every single week puts out the better wrestling program. AEW puts in the bets overall program on Wednesday nights. But given the opportunity, and this is the issue with Jericho, given and RVD in a way, given the opportunity, wouldn't you have RVD and Katie Forbes? Wouldn't you have Katie and, and, and Kelly Forbes there? On impact, wouldn't you have a Bill Goldberg if you were AEW? Wouldn't you have Katie Forza did to uh, augment Jericho? Wouldn't you have Goldberg augment the other wrestlers? Wouldn't you have all of them come in there and augment each other? He jump at the chance to get Edge. He jump at the chance. To get Bill Goldberg. He jumped at the chance to get John Cena. Even it is for three months. Because in those three months, he pops up over the 1.2 million mark because John Cena is over at that side and they said the great betrayals happen. The great betrayals happen. Dirty is done. Even Dave Meltzer. As everybody called him autistic when it comes to matches and rankings and all the rest of it said that WWE is idiot proof no amount of idiocy can get rid of the WWE you folks are in bigger trouble than y'all realize than y'all don't even realize especially a lot of you smart marks and marks and all of this what a culture and all the rest of these things and whatnot 
Vince Russo ain't working with AEW because AEW want to go their own direction. That's fine. And Vince Russo don't even want to do wrestling anymore. He loves talking about the old days and all the rest of these things about how you can prove WWE and all the rest of it. And we'll talk about certain matches because the fans want to do that, but he don't want to work wrestling. He's working in Devotion Wrestling over in Utah. And he got a television deal in local Utah, in the local Utah station over in Utah. And what he says about that wrestling day is that his boyfriends and girlfriends and the father family, it's everyone stays in the ring and finish the matches in the ring and all the rest of these, all the rest of these things, protecting the people, all the rest of they're willing to listen to him, but he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to get back in this business, but he respects Miguel and all the and those people there over in Utah. That's the issue, folks. You have to be careful. And Jericho gave an ear, and Jericho and the rest of them gave an ear to Russo and the rest of them. Give me a little help here. And he listened. AEW small, make small little inroads. But the problem is you need to make money. Cody Rhodes has his heart in, in many places in the right place. But a lot of the things concerning what AEW can get to the next level he doesn't want to touch. And I think a lot of the things that TNT knows what they're doing, knows where to go. And they're trying to court controversy without being too controversial. That means a lot of it is old school. And a lot of it, they still have rules under that caused his father to lose the booking power back in 86, that they still have rules on up to the very day that AEW had to do these matches. They show blood on television, all the rest of these things, uphill fight, has to do major things and whatnot, uh, letting these things go in the age of Me Too, which everybody's scared about, letting Nala Rose win the championship and have, been, uh, and have um, Val Venus get mad, but instead of saying the comments that he's saying about Val Venus and whatnot, why not make money? There's the difference between WWE or an impact in certain ways than an AEW. That's not to mean that AEW is fully wrong on what they want the book. Bill Goldberg is to help crown Roman Reigns and start planning for his retirement. Brock Lesnar is to crown Drew McIntyre. Those are your two biggest stars moving forward. And don't say they haven't built stars. They have. They did not like the way 
that a lot of fans did not like the way this was going to go forward. But they have to stick to the plan because they have bigger fish to fry in the streaming wars and in the streaming contact issues as well. That's the reason why they did the things they did. And so that's why I have to put this in very simple terms, folks. This was the right decision. I understand he can't go the way he used to go. He was an athlete and all the rest of these things and whatnot. But he has been the most accomplished wrestler with the limited moveset he had since Hulk Hogan back in the day. People need to recognize it and accept it for the way it is. And it has to be said and it has to be made sure that it has to be done the way it is. I'm sorry to tell people this. And a lot of people are right on certain things that they can't make stars and they break them apart. I get it. I understand it. I've been saying some of the same things with the men that they don't put the men in the main event, except of these old guys. That's a long, that's a huge problem. I'm I'm angry a little bit with how long the Corbin Rain storyline has gone. That's a little bit of a mistake because they never had the big stars, the big, big guys, in order to say this can go six months, a year. Because they always end their uh, um, rivalries in three three months, a month and a half. This is going to go on for seven months plus the Elimination Chamber before they even get to WrestleMania and have the feud to end the feud at Elimination Chamber. I understand the concerns. Go back. You can see it on YouTube. To what Brian Alvarez said about the quarter that they had in their financial statements for the fourth quarter period and how much they are going to make for WrestleMania and why the two presidents, Barrios and Harrison, were fired and why they went into a different direction. Listen to it again. It is on YouTube. Listen to the numbers, and then you understand why they brought Goldberg and why he won the title. That's all you have to know. You can cry about it. You can do whatever you want about it. But that's the realization of the situation. Bill Goldberg is not your enemy. Bill Goldberg has done so much you cannot possibly imagine. For both WCW and the WWE. So for all these Hollywood folks and all the rest of them there, you have another thing coming. But that's the realization of the problem. So, Bill Goldberg, congratulations on winning the title. The way that they won the title is all you have to think about. They did what they had to do. 
Bill Goldberg is the champion for SmackDown. Brock Lesnar is the champion for Raw. Roman Reigns, and they are scheduled to become the world champions at WrestleMania or will fight for the world championship at Mania, and hopefully they might both win, and they will take them into the WWE into the future. That's all that needs to be said about it. The plans are done. I said it on Instagram. It's to get those tip pay-per-view deals. The end of the story. We'll be right back with more of the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World in just a moment. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports will return right after these messages. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel Cage Sports. Welcome back to the second segment of the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel Cage Sports. This is Jason Matters. Um, we're going to go through the SmackDown results in just a couple of minutes. Um, hold on one second here. Yeah. We're going to go through the SmackDown results in just a couple of minutes. But first, I want to get through episode 20 and year two, the Revolution Go Home show that took place on the 28th. And we had a series of five matches on the docket. First off, it was Bailey versus Naomi, which later turned into a DQ. Then it turned into a Sasha Banks, Bailey, Lacey Evans, and Naomi. Naomi and Lacey Evans win the match. Then it was Kofi Kingston versus Robert Roode. Robert Roode won the match. The segment with Otis, we feel sorry for Otis. Otis, the WWE Universe loves you to the point that they love you more than Goldberg. Speaking of Goldberg, he got booed for the first time in his career. Damn. Has things really changed in America that we're going to boo a guy that looks better than half of the fans in the stands right now? I think it's kind of a shame. But then again, Braun Strowman signs a contract for a three versus one handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. Daniel Bryan versus Curry Zassel, a okay match. Daniel Bryan wins. Usos versus Miz versus John Morrison and Miz versus John Morrison. The Usos win. And then the package comes in. John Cena gets one of the biggest pops of the career. Bray Wyatt comes out, points to WrestleMania. The Fiend, John Cena, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Brock Lesnar versus... Drew McIntyre, your three major main events for WrestleMania on the 5th of April. Let's go to episode 20, the Revolution Go Home Show. Evil and Sonata in the number one contendership match, defeated Blade and the Butcher in 17 minutes, 34 seconds with the Frankensteiner by Sonata over the Butcher. Jerry Tech and the Young Bucks, Jerry Tech, Mr. Hawkins and the Young Bucks, 
defeated Miz and Morrison, Daniel Birch, and Dolph Ziggler in 26 minutes, 17 seconds with the stepping stone tie Hawkins on Ziggler. Finn Balor lost to Tasha Muji Ishimori in 23 minutes, 16 seconds with the Cypher Yutaki. Tiger Mask lost to Juventus Guerrera in 20 minutes, 28 seconds with the Nagata Lock 3. And in the main event of the evening, it was Naito and Rush losing to Kenny Omega and Adam Page in 16 minutes, 54 seconds with the STP by the Tiger Driver 98. He pinned Naito on that particular match. Let's look at the SmackDown ratings. SmackDown ratings were as follows. In adults 18 to 34, it was an 0.5 for the two hours. In adults 18 to 49, it was a 0.8 for two hours. In adults 25 to 54, it was a 0.9 in the first hour and a 1.0 in the next hour. It increased. Women 18 to 49, three even. Men 18 to 49, three even. Adults plus 53 even. 2.736 in the first hour. 2.697 in the next hour. The third highest ratings in the show since the show came back to network TV. And the highest in 2020. That's it, folks. They promoted John Cena. They got the pop they wanted. Uh, Bill Goldberg kept the ratings up. Everybody kept the ratings up. It was for those four men. That's it. They won. They the WWE won that particular setup. There, they won the argument by the ratings right there. One last thing before we get into the final set, the next segment, and then what we're going to talk about in the in the fifth segment. We're having five segments today, which is not surprising, given the fact that we have a lot of things to do on this particular day. Um, one last thing about the Goldberg situation is the whole situation with it, and they mentioned it in Figure Four or not, is that it reminds them of the WWE and the. AEW day reminds them of the NFL XFL day. It's kind of like in the reverse in different ways. Meltzer mentioned that the wrestlers on AEW are at this particular time, according to his rankings, remind, remind you, are much better than the ones in WWE. Even though Mr. Alvarez has consistently stated ever since AEW came and ever since they started to do more entertaining segments, NXT has had the better show wrestling-wise than, than, than AEW, which is wild. You saw in the recent ratings, dang. Charlotte Flair came in, a fantastic female match, but she got outdrawn by four women 
one of them being the focus being Yuki Sasaki from um Tokyo Josie Pro Wrestling. She got a pop a plus 1.3 in 18 to 20 uh, 18 to um 24 a third 12 to 24 female. That is nothing to sneeze at at this particular stage in the cable industry. That's nothing to sneeze at. She's a star. Maybe even a bigger star than Rio in some Rio in certain ways. One thing you have to understand in that particular sense is this: is that. But that's the issue. This man made a statement about millennials that they are not as hungry. They are not as hungry as the Gen X wrestlers, such as Steve Austin and the, and the others. And he mentioned that statement in very simple terms, that he cannot possibly have someone get into this business and not care for this business and not try to be in a game. One of the reasons why he puts Roman Reigns over is because the guy works hard, extremely hard for the craft even though he has a very limited moveset as a power wrestler in 2020. To be fair, there's a lot of power wrestlers with limited movesets. You got to figure out how to get over by your talking and your promos and all the rest of it. And a similar thing is happening. But a lot of comments are saying, look, you're overthinking this um, fiend thing. Calm down and all the rest of these things. It's going to take time to get over. Vince doesn't necessarily have the patience because AEW is nipping at their heels. Charlie Savani made a statement that AEW may never reach the power of WWE and never reaches it, but we never know. But Cody is in it for the long haul, and like Meltzer said, they're not going away. And I believe Meltzer when it comes to that particular statement. But you got to understand something. And you got to see it when it came to the eight, when XFL and the AAF. And this is the reason why you keep seeing older stars keep coming back. The AFF was helped along with people who were connected, formally connected with the NFL. The AAF was a setup to a problem that will have to be need solving in the future. The problem is Charlie Ebersol, unfortunately, pardon my words, is a pussy. And dealt with extremely shady people who never had the money. For Charlie Ebersol to get CBS, TNT, and all the rest of them into the NF into football for the spring. And for them to lose faith in Charlie Ebersol is shocking to me. And for Charlie Ebersol to not have the cojones to say, I will find another buyer if it has to be from other venture capitalists to get this thing going. He wasn't ready. He's a pussy. He quit before he was even ahead. 
and he had ratings too. Vince McMahon doesn't care about the NFL nor the AAF at the time. Vince McMahon does what he wants to do, works as hard as anybody else, which has been proven, and he will become successful in three years' time with this XFL because he is willing to spend the cash for this comp for the company and this league to succeed. He's willing to spend the cash this time, unlike the other time. This time around, Vince McMahon is a hero, and the XFL is a nice little distraction on Saturdays and Sundays. A nice little distraction. If the NFL cannot expand, they will use the XFL to expand the teams because the leagues and America want more football content. Not just 26 weeks, nearly all year round. You only want a period where it gets too hot to go and do baseball things, all-star game, the whole lot of it. And the he the thing that he said about millennials, Vince McMahon, he was correct on when it came to Mr. Ebersol and the AFF. Because if Mr. Ebersol wasn't a, pardon my words, a pussy, the AFF, and the XFL would have been competing entities. They would have forced themselves to get better. You could have had a situation where Charlie Ebersole and Vince McMahon come together and said, let's have a world championship match between your XFL champion and our AFF champion. In a couple of years, have the networks bring more money into the table and let everybody share the wealth. We have spring football and fall football for 48 weeks of the fifth, wait, not 48 weeks, 36 weeks of the four, 52 weeks of the year. You have whole content that they need and you got Saturdays and Sundays all locked up for 36 weeks. A 17-game schedule for playoff NFL. A 14-game schedule, three playoff XFL and AFF is an unstoppable combination to keep the whole concept of football alive. Because Charlie Ebersole is a pussy, unfortunately, forgive my words, the AFL folded. The AFF folded. And the money is gone. Think about all this when we're thinking about the pro wrestling business and think about why there are very few millennial stars outside of Cody Rhodes. And in certain ways, certain ways, John Moxley, and in other ways, in a surprising way, Jake and 
Jake Paul and Logan Paul. I want you to think about that deeply. We ended this. Just think about why they keep bringing back Goldberg and think about that the AFF situation and why is it so and why it happened the way it happened. So let's get to the next segment, which deals with Vanishing Point, a story behind the story right after this on the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. We'll be back right after this. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports will return right after these messages. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports. Welcome to Rebel Cade Sports. Jason Matters here. Let's tell you a story. A fascinating story going back 26 years. 30 years if you want to be accurate enough about a man named Morial Smith and his rise into the wrestling world. His death took us all on a whirlwind tour. The beginnings of the ECW era, the beginnings of the end of WCW, the beginnings of the end of a lot of careers and the tragedy that came to place. And the vengeance of a man that you see in his sons. This is the secret story of Vanishing Point. Dark Heart and Dark Black Man, their father and the whole storyline takes a turn for the different and the crazy. As long as I have done these announcing duties, I have always believed that Dark Heart and Dark Black Man, Ronnie Osaway, is some of the best wrestlers we have ever seen in the wrestling business. They were trained by a man called the Dark One. The true Dark Heart. An extremely talented wrestler with skills only next to Morial Smith and other wrestlers of his time could have been a world champion, could have been world tag team champions. But once Morial Smith passed away, Dark One and his anger became beyond the pale. Think of Doink the Clown when he stopped becoming a kid's favorite. When he became darker, more lost, more crazy. 
dark one was worse. Two shoulder injuries and Danny near incident. Not unlike the mass, if not unlike the mass incident, massive attack incident of ECW pretty much ended his career. I only heard about what recently happened when this docu-series was started, but you haven't heard one of the interesting stories of this thing. Well, you see, Saber, grateful Saber, the man who fought Morial Smith to a near tie and a victorious win. I believe that Saber told Dark One about this, trained what we now found out to be the son of Smith. Do you remember my father? And the phone calls started ringing. Dark Heart picked up the phone when I heard that I heard. Dark Heart what became so incensed. You should have seen the, they said, you should have seen the rage in his heart. Rage that he only has for Mayaton A and his goody, goody, good shoes. Group called the Great Bash Heels. The Great Basher of Heels. Now working for All Elite Wrestling after they made the deal with Cody Rhodes and the Nightmare Factory to train Kayatame. Finally find a home to train in after many years of sharing resources with those they disagree with both spiritually, idealistically, and hopefully. There was a great war between Mayaton A and Darkheart, a great war that had Darkheart do some things I cannot mention on this radio show. But suffice it to say, if you talk to Mizumi S, Maybe you'll understand why Mayor A has the same type of hatred, but this is not about that. It is about the white hot hatred he, Darkheart, had for his father the moment he saw the television on NHK World and saw him rise. He wanted to throw up, and he doesn't throw up, I mean, think about Darkheart as a version in more eviler, darker version of one of the most famous characters in The Wire. His own code, his own way. His band of misfits, his brother Ronnie Osaway, his girlfriend, Dark Sailor Soldier, her sister, 
her sister, Dark Sailor Girl, Phoebe Fatanakra, Dark Monster. Those are his people. He'll do anything to keep his people alive. Darkheart has gotten much older. When he heard about this, he thought about the memories. The last time he trained, he saw something weird. A young kid fighting. He recognized some of the moves. He recognized Saber. He got angry at Saber and said, don't you bring your shady behind here. I remember when Saber talked to other reporters for Revocate Sports who mentioned in Japanese and said that the Japanese have changed a lot of the things. Okada's the legend, this, that, and the other. But he said there wasn't a time anywhere close when we had all these great wrestlers, Masawan, Hashimoto, All Japan, New Japan, on a level we could never experience. Immorial Smelt outshined them all for four years. He outshined them all. They were so scared, in fact, that some say there was collusion in the Japanese side to make sure that his depression was there. They said they drugged him. Maybe it was CTE. We didn't have the technology back then. But what I did not know when I came into Revocate Sports about the secret that they hid. The dark one hit. When he heard the news, he tried to confront his father, Darkheart. Darkheart confronted his father. And Darkheart confronted his father and cursed him out something fierce. Because at the time, Darkheart was training not only Mayaton A, but Darkheart as well. And Mayaton A was the goody, 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 goody two shoes. Dark one and the father of Mayaton A, Jayaton, Jayaton three. Those two had some good matches. But Jayaton 3 was not the best wrestler in the world. Seeing Mayaton A, seeing his brother, seeing his friend, seeing the future of the women's division, he said, let us work together, start forgiveness. There's no reason to keep fighting. At one time, these two men were Cordial. But incidences that Dark Heart started broke them apart. Dantom A, in order to protect his son and especially his two daughters from Dark Heart's influence, 
which Dark One did not, looked over, passed by, never took a second chance, never took a second look at it, pushed them away. Going back to Saber meant going back to the reality of the situation, but he had to train Dark Heart despite all of his problems. And boy, Dark Heart and Aunt Ronnie Osaway were problem children all throughout school. The girls, the money, flaunting the wealth, flaunting some sort of dark arts. In a way they were the streets and in a way the streets were them. But the Dark One didn't want that. He wanted them to become great wrestlers. On the day Saber came around and Darkheart was going to fight for the championships that were coming, he saw a little boy, looked like him told all the stories and Darkheart started to remember was that Morio's son and Dark One didn't answer. He gripped him up if I recall in that interview. He gripped him up and he said, don't you fuck with me. Is that Morio Smith's son? Look at the TV, the dark one said, I can't do nothing for you. Dark Heart continues to curse up a storm. If I recall, and Dark Heart doesn't want to talk much more. All I know, and all I will stop here at right now, is that he then takes a plane to Singapore And shenanigans in Singapore is what he deals with. We will continue this fascinating story of Beyond Vanishing Point. Darkheart now heads to Singapore to figure out, is this real? Is the sun a Mario Smith. Something that were done in hushed tones. Something that him, his brother, Dark, Dark Monster, and others said never happened. The woman that they saw many times that they called Mama never mentioned the boy. But the sun, does he really exist? It goes into something called the International, where they have created a MMA thing with fan influencers from Instagram and all the rest. Find out next week on what he found out and what we at Rebel Case Wars found out as we continue the story of Beyond Vanishing Point on the next episode 
of the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. We'll be back after this with what's coming up next week. Of course, this is Jason Manners. We'll be back right after this. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports will return right after these messages. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports. Welcome back, folks. Well, that's it for this show. And it was a pretty long show, to be honest with you. We thank you for listening to this wonderful radio show. We're now with using newer technologies from Blue Entertainment, now owned by Logitech. It is the Blue Yeti X. More sound of birthday, more of my voice. This is the best I have ever heard. And you're going to hear a lot more of it in the future. This is a fantastic piece of technology for the price. It's one of the best in the world. I, we started out a long time ago with just a large tech one, which you just press the button and that was your microphone. Nothing else, but all this technology here, everything just works seamlessly well together. The voice is coming out crystal clear. And you are going to love more of this as we continue. Next week, of course, we are going to have the fallout from other pay-per-views. The fallout from SmackDown and Raw. AEW Dynamite results, NXT results, and more results from MLW. More news, uh, impact results, and a whole lot more. And NWA results, Raw results the whole nine yards we continue with this story dark cart is now in singapore to figure out is this really true is this the son of somebody he looked up to somebody he felt was the king of the wrestling world And then we're going to talk more about this whole issue with Goldberg and all the rest of it, but we're also going to talk about fans. Well, we're going to talk about the fans as well. And has the fans hurt the business just as much as the booking and the writing have hurt the business? It's a fascinating subject, and we're going to discuss that finally next week. So for all of us here at Revel K Sports, this is Jason Matters. Check us out. Check us out on Instagram at Retro Kate Sports. Retro Kate Sports. Retro Kate Sports on Instagram. Retro Kate Sports on Twitter. We're here on Spotify as the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. We now have Fire Pro Wrestling World Thursday starting at seven o'clock with live action. And continue at 8 o'clock with the continuing story of Gregory Montgomery. We will be back here Dirt Fridays for Dirt Friday of uh, 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 Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. This upcoming Saturday, next Saturday at 8 o'clock, 
we will crown a women's world champion, a tag team champion, and a whole lot more. So folks, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you guys next week on an all-new episode of Fire Pro Wrestling World, the unofficial radio show. This is Jason Matters. Take care. We'll see you guys next week. When you look for champions, you always look to Rebel Kids Sports.